Hi, everybody. Welcome to City Girls Pod. And this is the show where we are recapping Sex in the City. And we are almost done recapping Sex in the City. Can't believe it. We're talking about season six, episodes 17 and 18, or season 6B, episodes five and six, depending on how you like to talk about it. Um, but we're going to have a lot of fun talking about these two episodes. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Jax is here. Hello. And Megan is here. Hi. I wanted to have you back uh, because you were one of the early kind of supporters of the show and us doing this series, City Girls Pod, uh, going all the way back to Just Like That. Uh, and that's how we became kind of friends was through talking on Twitter, talking about the and Just Like That episodes and those kind of things. So we had to have you back on before we finished this the series. Uh, so thanks so much for coming on, Megan. Well, thank you so much for having me. That's really sweet. I'm excited. Yes. And don't uh, worry, Megan, there'll be more opportunities because Rachel and I will just look for any excuse to hang out. So we'll be <laughs> more content. Yes. Uh, our plan is we are, well, we're going to do a top 10 sex in the city episode. And then, uh, and then we are going to do the movies <laughs> and then we're going to do Carrie diaries. And, uh, and then, yeah, we'll figure something else out. I think, but, I think by then, and just like that season two, we'll maybe be out. Maybe. Yeah, probably. Maybe. So, uh, and we'd also talked about doing a, uh, a Hocus Pocus recap since SJP mm-hmm. is in it in the new movie coming out. Uh, I saw I'm the new movie. Yeah. It's a movie, so we can talk about it. Um, <laughs> the first episode that we're going to talk about is called the cold war and uh in this one we have uh charlotte and her dog uh and uh and then we also that we find out the dog is uh having its period (laughs) so that's a conflict uh, but she still wins best in show anyway. Um, uh, and, uh, and then we find out that everybody thinks that Smith is gay. Um, uh, so that's, uh, upsets Samantha. Um, we also have more going on between Alexander and Carrie, and, uh, he has been kind of secretive about his, uh, exhibit in Paris. Um, uh, and, uh, and so, lots of fun stuff going on uh overall what do you think about this episode Jax? um this was a lot of fun um to, to quote the title of another episode the ick factor um but it, it was so fun to see charlotte really advocating for her little elizabeth taylor um i thought the plot line with smith was really fun the more i see of smith the more i love him um and you know we're, we're really getting i mean we're almost at the end here and you just see how well this cast gels with each other and how this storytelling is just so compelling. So yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one, but I just, I cannot get over Alexander Petrovsky. It's just, he's not for me. Mm. What do you think, Megan? Yeah, I thought it was interesting because this, there was a lot of problematic things in this episode. Yeah. It felt more dated than some of the episodes that were even older, which I thought was odd. Like what, um, maybe because, you know, the first seasons are so long ago, whereas this one was, you know, they had cell phones, but the cell phones seemed dated. So, it, you know, and then there was just some problematic things like Samantha's, some of her 
uh, wig choices, but, (laughs) 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 um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I think they're, it's like they had to find someone even worse than big to put Carrie with so that in the end, we're happy that she's with big and Alexander Petrovsky, I can't even say his name is definitely like, I can't imagine anything worse than big and then they have him and it's like okay yeah <laughs> you know you're right like, you have a really good point yeah 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 I, I think that was their strategy so they I, yeah that and um Candace Bushnell who wrote you know the original book she ended up with a ballet dancer she married a ballet dancer and at oh, that okay. point I think they were still married they're now they're since now divorced but I think when this was airing they were still married so that was also like a big kind of, I don't know what you call it when they try to think you're, it's going to end one way and it really ends another way. I think that's because he, you know, in real life, he's a, a ballet dancer in the show, in the show he's, you know, an artist, but so I remember when this was airing live, you know, in real time, there was a lot of talk was like, Oh, is she going to end up with this guy? Like Candace ended up with a, you know, a ballet dancer. So there was that. And then again, I think it's really supposed to show, you know, that they're, they're not, they're not right for each other, but I, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting point that it, it kind of makes the ending uh, with big work better than say, if she was like dating Aiden or something like that at the, at the end, that's, that's a good point. I, I, I do think that the Smith plotline is kind of cringy in this episode. Uh, I mean, there's some funny parts about it, but, but just how, I don't know how it handles him. Maybe if people thinking he's gay or the gay element, it just feels not great to me. Yeah. I just love how he, the, I just love how he doesn't care. Like, it's mm-hmm. like that to me was the most progressive part about, like, I agree with you. The rest of it's icky, but I love the way he's like, I don't care if people think that basically like there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I just, oh my gosh, that man. <laughs> yeah. Man, he's great. great. We love him. He's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the whole thing, the whole scene in this, in the nail salon wasn't great. Yeah. I, I won't use the word that she uses, but, uh, but no. I, and why I, did she use it? Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how they could, they were trying to kind of go for laughs, I guess with that, but it just feels kind of cringy to, uh, the way they handled it. Uh, so I don't think they would do that now. Um, you do have Anthony being hilarious in this episode, <laughs> everything with the dog and him saying, nobody puts baby in a corner. And then you look at Charlotte and he's like, dirty dancing. You know, that was, I thought funny. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then, uh, that Miranda is frustrated she needs internet access she's not liking the place in brooklyn uh i mean jacks you're the new yorker <laughs> what do you think about this do you do you think it would be pretty tough if you had to move to brooklyn i lived <laughs> uh, let me just say i i think that 
these women like Miranda's always been in Manhattan and she's a lawyer and you know but I've lived all around New York with all manner of roommates and all sorts of situations so I mean do I love where I live now yes do I want to move no however like I kind of don't understand why she's like there's no internet like the whole thing is is so laughable because she's obviously now in a gorgeous house in which I am pretty sure is probably a very nice part of Brooklyn that is very close to Manhattan. Well, because Steve's doing all the renovations. That's why they don't have internet. I mean, can can Steve just like, (laughs) bless his heart. Yeah. But, but Steve gets like major points when he brings, he brings them cheesecake and cannolis and he's like, just so supportive of her and her friends. And I don't know. He's adorable. Uh, What, what do you think about this, Megan? Well, I think it, yeah, that, part of it felt dated like because you know you get internet everywhere and then when she's mm-hmm. talking about dsl it was like oh gosh like yeah he's like you gotta look that one up yeah <laughs> the kids these days wouldn't even know what that is so um yeah i mean obviously steve is the best in these episodes and i think that's why and just like that is so hard sometimes to swallow because this is how we ended miranda and um and Steve, I mean, there are things in the movies, but like we end the show with them being so happy and in love and like, you know, especially the, you know, the next two episodes you guys are going to watch next. I mean, it's just hard to imagine that. And then what just, and what happens it with, and just like that. Mm, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so it's, we have right now with the exception of Carrie, these three women being with really amazing partners for them. And I know the world isn't happily ever after, but uh, gosh, it, I just, I, I would prefer just to think of them being happy with these guys who are really well suited to them. Right. But then and, there's no show. So but yeah. <laughs> also, it's not even just that their marriage falls apart, which I think could have been interesting. It's that he's so clueless about it. He's, he's like such he, it's like he doesn't even realize that there's a problem when they haven't had sex for 10 years. I mean, that's ridiculous. Uh, and so that's what almost frustrated me more is they 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 treated him like a an idiot. And yeah. uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, the, the cool, interesting person that he is in this show. Uh, so that that's even more. They could have introduced Jay and they could have had Miranda uh you know leave Steve in a valid way the way they did it it didn't it didn't feel valid yeah, so. I, think, I think we touched on it before but in this um and just like that in Sex and City documentary I just rewatched it mm-hmm. and you know they have Cynthia Nixon talking about how originally they wanted her to end up with her professor and intellectually and I think emotionally that makes so much more sense that if she were to fall for a woman it would be someone that she at least had a lot in common with um yeah but remember yeah. they 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 really botched that though had her just be this oh. crazy person to this professor like oh yeah they completely botched yeah that. like what <laughs> I but I would have bought that storyline. Like I would have bought the storyline if they're working together and that woman is so gorgeous and these things are happening rather than like she would barely be hanging out with Che. Like it would be like, oh, that person's cool and intriguing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just find the whole thing fascinating that um 
that they went in that direction and I'm so excited to see what they do to delve into it. Yeah. More. I mean, and they just didn't write Chase character well. It didn't have anything to do with them being uh non-binary. It had to do with the fact that the character didn't make much sense. Like one minute they want to be this sort of free spirit and uh and then and they're mad at her for bringing her cookies and then the next minute uh they they want this exclusive relationship and i don't know so it moved to la with me yeah don't bring me cookies but move to la it was it was not well done but anyway that's just like that we have carrie and alexander getting super cozy that they end up spending four days together uh because it's cold in new york and (laughs) i was just i was in new york in march and it was freezing i think they had record low temperatures and it is pretty brutal when you get those cold spells in new york (laughs) oh by the way rachel when you come next time i want to take you to pastis which is where they are in this episode oh that's our next that'd be fun (laughs) that would be well i'm just i've never been i'm coming i'm coming this month so i got it on my calendar all right (laughs) so i'm treating you to pastis Megan, if you want to come too, you're more than welcome. <laughs> Today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by W Rated, the podcast where we willingly watch the world's worst rated movies. Join me, Daisy. And me, Claire, as we break down the IMDb Bottom 100, choosing a different film from the list every episode. We take a deep dive into the plot, production, release and reviews, usually with a special guest to uncover if these films are truly as bad as everyone says they are. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods and anywhere else you find your podcasts. Yeah, so... I guess, Megan, what do you think about this? Uh, how do you feel about Alexander as a person and uh, in this whole not wanting to be called, I guess, sequence? Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's just very typical Carrie. She jumps in, you know, head first in relationships. And I think, I mean, I didn't love her ditching her friends. I mean, I understand it that she was cold, but I thought that was, I don't know. She, you know, just doesn't show up and calls and says she, you know, I, I didn't love that part. And overall, I, I'm not a big, I can't even say his name, Alexander Petrovsky fan. I just don't think, although I think it is interesting. There is a lot of talk about how they don't have anything in common. And I did think, well, what does Carrie have in common with any of the men she dates? You know, what does she have in common with big? I don't she know. Honestly, it has the most in common with burger. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Yeah. That was the only one she really had much in common with because they're both writers, but everyone she dates, is kind of like the only thing they have in common is her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't, I don't think that that's so much of a problem as that he's just, he is icky. I, I think he is icky. The opening scene when he has his hand down her shirt at pastis i was like oh my god i i don't know it, it is yeah. it, i'm not a big fan no well and he is not wanting to share with her uh about his exhibit and i don't really understand why he wouldn't want to at least like tell her a little bit about it i mean she keeps getting these relationships with men who 
are so closed off. Uh, the, the one thing I do want to say that I liked about Alexander in this episode is that he is bragging about Carrie's column and it's clear that he reads it and thinks she's really smart, which we didn't know before this episode. So I just want to give him props there. I don't have much good to say, but I have that. Yeah, but she in that scene, she was so self-conscious and like kind of turned into like a little girl almost instead of being like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, it may not be for everyone, but this is, you know, what I do and I'm proud of it. She was like, so I think that is kind of why I don't like their dynamic because she kind of, she turns, it's not just that it's not that he's icky so much as that she kind of turns into this almost like baby childish yeah. person around him. And he is so much older that I don't like that. Like there's no problem with an age difference, you know, love is love. But if you're turning, she's kind of like reverse reverting, I guess is, well, and also it yeah. feels like it is only physical, their relationship, like whenever on any topic, she tries to, to, to dive a little bit deeper. It, they either communicate completely differently, like with, uh, their, uh, friends with cancer, that whole thing, they either communicate completely differently about it, or they, they just won't talk about it. He won't talk about it. He won't show her, her his, um, he says he likes to keep his personal life and professional life separate. Um, I mean, I, I feel like when you're an artist, your art is your personal life. Like there's no, it's not like, I don't know, you're just some businessman and, or something that, she's not going to understand then I could see it. Or even if you, you know, depending on if you had things you weren't even allowed to tell other people, HEPA, things like that. You know, if you were a doctor, uh, I would understand all of that, but, uh, but an artist, it's just so who you are that I don't think that you can make that delineation. You have to kind of share, uh, especially if it's taking you away to, to Paris uh i don't know that just seems yeah crazy to me also how can you keep your public or your you know work life and private life separate when you work right next to your home yeah <laughs> and wasn't there one episode where she comes downstairs and like his whole staff is there like yep yeah like what <laughs> that's not that's not tracking for me yeah i agree uh and it seems like it's only, like I said, it's only physical. That's the only connection that they have, um, which, you know, doesn't get you that far. doesn't take you into a real relationship. Um, yeah. And it's a weird power imbalance where it's like, he decides that he has the time to stay in for four days, but like, they're always on his schedule, right? Like mm -hmm. when he's, you know, gallivanting off to Amsterdam or wherever he is, She's expected just to be okay with that. But then she has a schedule that he decides isn't important. Yeah. And like, that's what I don't get either. Like he, she lets herself be led by that. Well, and he doesn't want to meet her friends. That feels weird. Kind of creepy to me. I mean, it's like, he wants her to be his like house brow, which is just <laughs> <Yes>. awkward. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, for someone, I mean, there are people who are, totally happy being a lady of leisure and 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 doing that that's fine but that's not Carrie not Carrie no uh we also have Miranda 
her guilty pleasure is reading the tattletale which is basically supposed to be like um uh what's it called sudden i lost Ask it but, yeah or um what's the tabloid it's like a tabloid New York po- oh yeah 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 and um uh and i know that's kind of that's a fun idea for her character because she's you know more sort of she's this feminist and she's this lawyer and and so for her to be uh big on to the national Enquirer, that's what i was trying to think of it's, uh, it's basically to be national Enquirer, uh and for her to be a big fan of that is kind of funny yeah and also like totally tracks like it doesn't seem like it makes sense but then you're like oh it totally does everyone needs a guilty pleasure that doesn't always go along with what you think their personality is mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Did you like, what do you think of that, Megan? Yeah, it's funny. And it, but again, it like, like no one reads magazines anymore, you know, it's like, That's true. so funny. Uh, I kind of miss those days. That's true. I still get my, I still get real simple. That's the only oh, magazine I still get. <laughs> my mother-in-law gets that. And then she'll like mark the pages for me and then give it to me. <laughs> That's adorable. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't happening here, Sue. Sorry. <laughs> sorry Sue. so like a little little passive aggressive hints okay. i don't funny. think she means it that way she's so sweet but it yeah she'll be like oh i thought this article was really interesting like nine ways to reorganize your fridge oh my God. Like, megan will love this that's funny but I, I i thought it was a fun moment for her character and then you have stanford and marcus uh meeting uh smith and samantha and this kind of goes on with the whole uh the whole um smith being think people thinking smith is gay thing and but i did think that it was pretty funny stanford with the uh the unidentified game <laughs> that was so funny that's really good <laughs> he's like what <laughs> that made me laugh i love stanford so much he's great uh and and then uh we have uh the it was i thought a very weird scene when uh carrie uses alexander's computer and it's like three big screens and then like in one big thing it says cold on the computer i was like that's very weird <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're not being too subtle here yeah <laughs> Uh, and uh then uh we have Sh- charlotte with elizabeth taylor a dog in the dog show and uh that was pretty cute that yeah, dog, the is, dog adorable. is so cute yeah and uh and charlotte is is just so cute with the dog and that's why i think it was i don't know it was early on she gets a dog and then she gives away the dog and i'm yeah. like there's no Something way like- charlotte is giving away that dog no way so they corrected it here <laughs> this is peak charlotte yeah having her run around at that dog show just like hair bouncing and eyes sparkling <laughs> and it's just it's adorable yeah. and i love that harry's like tangentially involved like he's like you do your thing i mean again like where harry stands here yeah. on this podcast and megan do you have a favorite sex in the city couple Oh gosh. Good question. That is a good question. And yeah, it probably is 
Charlotte and Harry. Mm-hmm. It's not big and no. Carrie. No. Um, so yeah, I think it's probably, yeah, probably Charlotte and Harry. Yeah. I think it's Charlotte and Harry Smith and Samantha, Steve and Miranda. And then I don't know, Carrie's are just, <laughs> I don't know which one you pick. I guess Carrie and Berger. I don't know. But, uh, but uh, Carrie, and if she met Berger when he was successful, like when he was at the peak of his career, I, I honestly know. think it could have worked. I really think, I really think she met him at the worst possible time for him. And I hate to give him a pass. I just, I really do. I just think we all go through parts of our lives where we're either like depressed or feeling insecure or having career slump or whatever's going on you're going through yeah. a tough time and I do think different time it would have worked mm-hmm. well and he at least acknowledges that he's petty and yep the, you know that he's like I can't believe I'm this guy so there is some self-awareness which like Alexander for instance does not have no no <laughs> I mean I guess would you say Carrie and Aiden but I I feel like that, like, I like them both, but I don't know if I love them together. They're like two people that, yeah, exactly. Rachel, you're like, they're awesome. But like, I would never set them up. Like as if I was matchmaking friends, I wouldn't be like, those two will get along. I just wouldn't. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. And then we probably what, like, um, Charlotte and Trey would probably be at the very bottom. Very bottom. Very bottom. (laughs) Oh, actually, actually, I have one that's worse than Charlotte and Trey for me. Um, Samantha and Richard. Oh, do not like, do not like, like Trey. I almost have like a weird, I have an empathy for Trey because he's got a lot of stuff going on in his head with his mom and all this stuff. And then when he says Charlotte was a wonderful wife and like gives her the apartment, Mm -hmm. I kind of am like, I have a soft spot for him, even mm-hmm. though he put her through a lot, but Richard, oh, he can just, <laughs> I think, I think we need to do an episode where, rank, where we do this. We rank the couples. I think yeah, I actually fun. would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, and, uh, we have Elizabeth Taylor winning, but it was really Charlotte winning. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, and then Sam, Samantha and Smith make a sex tape and uh it it uh goes out all over and it ends up in the tattletale and uh and Miranda that's the end of her reading tattletale. <laughs> uh yeah, and so she takes the girls up to meet Alexander because uh he tells her, Oh, you need to do more spontaneous things. And then, but he wasn't there for, for them, uh, uh, meeting, uh, her friends and, um, she goes and he, they're all kind of tipsy, uh, and he's pretty cold, you know, like what would it have hurt to just be like, hi, uh, take literally five minutes to shake her friend's hands and say hi. And you know, that's it. I agree, but then I also do feel like Carrie shouldn't have done that. I mean, he clearly said he wasn't available. He sent them the champagne. He was like, you know, 
And then to show up with your friends who are drunk, like, and like when you're drunk with your friends, you think everything's so fun and like, you know, and then, but if you're like not drunk and you're trying to work, <laughs> like I could, like if my husband just showed up with a bunch of his drunk friends while I was trying to work and I told him that I was trying to work, I think I would be like, go away. I mean, you're right. You're right that, you know, it was the first time meeting them. He could have been a little bit nicer about it, but I do think Carrie wasn't respecting his boundaries there, in my opinion. I mean, mm -hmm. oh, I know, but <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Jax? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's so cringe, right? Like, this is another Carrie moment where we all physically, like, I can feel my face getting red. I feel awkward for her. It's so cringe. Like Megan, I totally, I totally see that because like I wouldn't have done it and, and they're tipsy. It's, it's disrespecting and boundary, but yeah, like I do like what you said, Rachel, like he could have literally taken two minutes and been like, I'm so sorry. I hate to be rude. I'm not going to be able to spend time with you, but I've heard so many good things about you. So nice to meet you. Shake, shake, shake. Bye. Exactly. Like, I, I really loved the acting in these moments is so good. Every one of the girls has like a different reaction. You can all tell they are so either. Like, so Samantha looks a little embarrassed for Carrie. Charlotte looks sad for her and Miranda looks ticked off, but it's all really subtle. And I was just like, I love these girls. I love their relationship with each other. And you just see Carrie trying to act like she's not embarrassed, but she's mortified. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I mean, I just feel like it would have only taken just so little time it's not like he, she was asking him to entertain them for hours so that's okay. where I come in but but yeah I mean she definitely wasn't you know wasn't thinking 100% straight with it and what he would want and everything like that but um but uh but yeah we also see the post uh post dog show uh Elizabeth Taylor getting getting pretty excited get some action at the park <laughs> just funny i wish charlotte is horrified <laughs> she was just excited she was just celebrating yeah she was <laughs> uh, and uh, so that is this episode uh and she says carrie says sometimes there's not enough time in the night for both of your worlds which means we always go with his world yeah that's the, I hated this. The end of that. I was like, oh, yeah, but you do not have an equal relationship. I thought it was interesting that she stayed and she didn't go like, you mm -hmm. know. She must stay. really I would, like this I think apartment. I not in, <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's dating him for the apartment, which, you know, <laughs> no shame on that. We've all been there, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. All right, Megan, what would you give this one, one to 10? Oh, I was hoping you wouldn't ask me first. Um, I guess I would give it like a seven. It's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. I also, I really am not a fan of uh, Samantha's fro wig. That's what I was wig. saying in the beginning. That was really problematic. Her, her, her wig at the dog show, I liked. That was nice. But I don't know. It just feels a little cringy to me or wearing like very cringy i think yeah. I would say. <laughs> yes <laughs> also you have miranda wearing fur in that episode which yep. to me is 
just shocking that I didn't notice that. Yes, she has fur. And it's it's just amazing that something like that could change that much uh in not that long of a time that you would never have a character wearing fur now. Never. Also, I'm surprised that Miranda, like out of all of them, I would think she's the least likely one to wear fur. Mm-hmm. So um, not even from an ethical standpoint, but even just fashion wise, it, it, it surprised me. Yeah. 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 What about you? What would you give this one? One to 10 Jax? I would give it a 7.5. I think I have a lot of like, I'm really in my feelings about us getting towards the end of it and how much I love these characters individually. Um, but as far as the actual plots, it's, it's not my like fave. Yeah. I mean, I think seven, I think that's, that's good for this one. It wasn't like outright offensive the way some of the worst episodes, I wouldn't go with like six, but, uh, but I I think a, a, a seven is good. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode. And that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. Right. So then we have uh, episode 18 or 6B, episode 6, depending on how you how you do. Uh, this is called Splat. And in this episode... Harry has to find a date for Enid, Candace Bergen, her old boss. And uh, and then also they go to a party and their friend Lexi um, has a splat, I guess. Which just was really crazy. Um, uh, yeah. And, um, uh, and then we also have Elizabeth Taylor having puppies, which is adorable. Uh, and Carrie has to decide what is she going to go to Paris with Alexander. Uh, so overall, what do you think of this episode, Jax? Um, so this was a, a really memorable one for me because of our, our dear friend going out the window. There was, there was a Halloween party I was at. Everyone's fine. Just to, before I tell the story. But there was a Halloween party I was at. I guess it was the year before the pandemic so I guess it would have been 2019 yeah it was at my friend's really nice apartment in the West Village and there was a girl who was a bit unhinged drunk had just gotten divorced was wearing her wedding dress as a repurposed Halloween costume standing right by the open window and like doing all this stuff and my friend Russell and I were like it's like the episode of sex in the city and we just stood by her for like an hour to make sure that she was like not falling out the window so um so i it's this episode has stayed with me um i mean i thought it was fun with the puppies 
a lot of it stresses me out because this plot line of Carrie potentially leaving the city. What is Carrie Bradshaw? What is this character if she's not our New York City gal? So it's definitely, for me, it feels like it's digging up a lot of stuff and how I feel about leaving the city. So I'm intensely emotionally attached to this one. It is kind of shocking that they would have the character actually die like that. Like, I mean, usually you'd see them like hanging on or, or like getting hurt or something like that. But she's just like, I mean, it's like something out of like an old silent movie or something like that. Like she just like, she's gone. She's dead. Hair and the way, what? and honest, honestly, like the way they do it, like there's something about the way her heel catches and then she tries to hold on that makes it. I know it's very like slapsticky, but it also feels like somewhat realistic. Like it, it yeah. really screws with my head. <laughs> yeah, it, it was wild. I was like, oh my gosh, she's just gone. She just fell out of the window. <laughs> oh, it was intense. I was shocked. I'd forgotten about how it. I remembered the episode, but I'd forgotten kind of just how how it happens. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. Overall, what do you think of it, Megan? So it's interesting because I remember watching this when it aired, and I didn't like it. Um, but I did like it more this time, and it is one of the favorites of like, you know, Sex and the City fans people really like this episode Mm -hmm. so um yeah I think it's hard because it's the beginning of the end you know so there's just so much emotions around that and so I agree with Jax it's like kind of like an emotional episode Mm -hmm. in weird ways yeah yeah so uh Eden comes to her she schedules lunch and uh she uh, she asks Carrie to set her up on a date, which with dating with which with Carrie's dating history, I don't know if I would want her to set me up on a date. I mean, yeah. she just thinks that because she's dating Alexander, that she'll have that she'll have connections to other people like him that uh, that she can set her up with, but. Uh, I don't know. I just, she would not be the person I would rather have honestly rather have Charlotte set me up on a date because I think that she, well, first of all, she has all those, um, people at the, uh, at the, at the synagogue. <laughs> she has all those connections. Um, uh, but, uh, but I don't know. She's been in a like stable functioning relationship where Carrie really hasn't. So that's the person that I would want to set me up. Not the, that's just me. Um, I feel like what this is, is it's the equivalent of someone dating someone that you're attracted to and being like, does he have a brother? I don't think uh-huh. she really trusts Carrie. I just think she's like hot on Petrovsky and is like, Oh, he's got to have friends that are like him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's it. But uh, I love Candace Bergen in this role. I think uh, she was, was really good. I, I think they should, bring her back for her and just like that oh i would love that mm-hmm. that'd be really good uh and uh, can, so we get, she... can we get carrie away from this podcast like have her oh, can Candace bergen on something yes please no more of the podcast Ugh. um then we have 
Uh, we have Alexander uh, say, wanting her to come to Paris with him. He doesn't know who Billy Joel is. I mean, come on. I find that hard to believe. It's Billy Joel. Like, everybody knows a Billy. Even my parents who don't listen to music or that kind of thing. They they know who Billy Joel is. Everybody knows who Billy Joel is. Come on. I mean, that you wouldn't, like, if, if you didn't know his songs, I could it, but literally never having heard of him. I mean, unless right. you're like, come on. Come on, Alexander. Um, and he says, I have plenty of money. What I don't have is plenty of Carrie Bradshaw's. So. Okay, I so I have to say, I don't hate this. I understand what this looks like or can feel like, especially like I'm I'm very much feminist. And I know that it can be problematic that you feel like you owe someone something. But in my mind, what he's proposing to her, well, I don't think it's a good idea for her to do because I'm not a fan of his. If he's expecting her to leave, offering to pay for her apartment, that's that's just like, okay, that makes yeah. sense. She'd be giving up a lot of her life. She doesn't want to lose a rent-controlled apartment. I I don't actually find that that problematic, just as long as it's very clear. Like, I don't owe you anything after this. This is what you're doing so that we can make this work together. This is like a joint thing that we're both giving things up. I think that's I, – I don't have a problem yeah, with that. Yeah, I mean, actually. I personally would, would – need to be engaged or some kind of a commitment i think uh before certainly before quitting before she quits her job and other things like that uh that seems risky to me because i mean they haven't dated that long so to quit your job move all the way to you know to paris um and i think that she would have to have some kind of job uh if i I think you wouldn't get a visa unless you had some kind of um, you, you would have to either be married or, um, or have a job in order to get a visa. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe if she comes back and forth, you know, often enough, then she wouldn't, I don't, I mean, but that's probably why she can't work. She wouldn't be able to work in Paris without a visa, but I mean, this mm-hmm. is just so typical Carrie. If she didn't, constantly pick you know detached men and make dumb decisions and we'd have no show (laughs) exactly it's just like yeah like one on like unavailable um, emotionally unavailable man after another I mean at least he wants her to come to Paris and I think it's just a direct it's supposed to be a direct you know correlation with the last time a man went to Paris which was big so yeah she well and at least he wants to talk to her about it whereas right. big acted like he she shouldn't even be involved in the discussion exactly yeah uh, uh so we also have her getting upset with the friends for with the girls for asking her too many questions uh and she says would it would be nice if my friends would be happy for me especially when i've always been happy for them <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like true friends would have those questions, though. Like you can be happy and happy for them and still have questions. 
I almost appreciate Samantha's reaction the most. Like, I feel like Miranda and Miranda just kind of puts all of her own stuff on it. Right. And it's just like, no, this is a bad idea. What are you going to do? And Charlotte's like, love. And I think Samantha's like, okay, cool. It's an adventure. He's a really great guy, but what are you going to do about your job? Like, I think she actually is a great balance of weighing both sides of this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she says, why do you care what others think about your boyfriend? Yeah. But for some reason, Carrie does. Mm-hmm. And Samantha knows that there's almost a problem with that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That you care so much. Like, I think that we all should be, if a bunch of people are telling you that it's a toxic relationship or it's not good, I think you need to be open to listen. But if you're the one out there just trying to like source info, it's because you're not getting something yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, and Steve, he says to Miranda, he says, nobody is good enough for you or your friends, which I think is, is, is true as well. Uh, and, uh, and then I did think it was funny when, so Carrie brings, uh, Martin Grable, uh, Wallace Shawn, uh, to the party as a date for Enid and, I guess the only reason Enid's not excited is just because he's short. Is that the only reason? It seems like it's the only reason given. Yeah. And he's adorable. (laughs) I know. I felt bad for him. Yeah. Uh, And uh, Enid Enid says, I I mean, I thought it was a funny line when Carrie says an hour later, I had somehow ended up on Enid's date and Enid had ended up on mine. That was a good line. I thought. And, uh, and Enid says, why am I not with him? And Carrie says, because I am. Uh, and, uh, and Enid said, why are you swimming in my waiting pool? <laughs> uh, because Carrie's dating this older guy is, is, is the idea. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really picture would, would Eden get along you think with Alexander? Do you think that would be a good match? No. <laughs> what do you think, Jax? I just I don't think so. No, yeah. I just I don't get it. Like I don't think Enid needs as much. Uh I don't think she I think that they actually Alexander and Enid have similar love languages, it seems like. So in that sense they would get along, and I don't think she needs as much as Carrie from a relationship, but I, I just, it feels like it would be such a uh, toxic relationship in the sense of like no communication. No, like, I don't think it would be a good relationship, even if they would be more suited to each other than Carrie mm-hmm. and Alexander. What yeah, do you I think? think? I think it's supposed to bring up like that age issue, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, I was single in my early thirties, which is not old by any means. Um, but you do start to feel as you get older and you watch men, you know, your age or a few years older than you dating women so much younger Yeah, can start to feel like, wait, you know, what's going on here? Cause when you're, you know, when you're 20, 25, everyone wants to date you. <laughs> I mean, not everyone I'm, yeah. dating, you know, but as you get older, you're, options get slimmer and then there seems to be more and more people like 
like she said, in your waiting pool. (laughs) I feel like that's actually especially true in your thirties that the, that the guys are still dating girls in their twenties when they're in their thirties and uh, or they're married or they're married. Yeah. And then, but I feel like actually in the, I mean, I hope so at least I'm, I'm just 41 myself, but uh, it seems like there is a point where it kind of starts like in your fifties, it seems like you actually start stop dating girls in your twenties, but who knows, I guess I'll find out when I get there. But a lot of men, a lot of men do always date younger women. Like, I I mean, I don't know how old Alexander's supposed to be like what 60 and Carrie's 38 or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that where we're at? we're at? I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, I think it brings up, I think that's what this relationship mm. or this plot line is supposed to bring up. Um, not so much that they're like the perfect match, but just that, I mean, it's so, it, yeah, it's hard to imagine a world where, you know, Eden or sorry, is that her name? Eden? Edith. Eden. Edith. Eden. Yeah. Where, you know, I'm just calling Murphy Brown, where Murphy Brown can't get a date. Right. <laughs> I, I think that needs to be the takeaway. That should be the title of the episode. A world where Murphy Brown can't get a date. Like, I, I agree. Know. Like, what has even happening? I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> I agree. Well, they I have Elizabeth, Elizabeth Taylor has puppies. And it's adorable. Really I cute. love the way Charlotte's like, mommy can't even look at right now. <laughs> so, so hard yeah that I mean it's silly because it's a dog but it can't imagine you know all that Charlotte's gone through trying to get pregnant and then just like yeah everyone around her is like yeah. fertile myrtle <laughs> even the dog so cute though those puppies love the puppies yeah uh so we have Kristen Johnson playing Alexi at this party and uh she says she takes she does some cocaine in the um bathroom and then she says when did everyone stop smoking when did everyone pair off new york is over whatever happened to fun and we've talked about this a lot jacks of just how much carrie smokes in this show and how you would never see that now never ever uh they had the one scene in and just like that when she gets uh she's got the scarf and is all covered and everything like that so she doesn't have the and she smokes but uh but you know in the uh, batman movie they had uh colin colin uh, farrell said that uh for him playing the penguin uh, he wanted to be smoking a cigar and they wouldn't allow it they wouldn't allow it which he's like a murderer he's like a terrible you know he's a villain like but so you can be a villain but you can't smoke I think Today. we can give our villains a cigar, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just how different <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are I, now. I mean, it yes. is just such a social, uh, pariah these days to smoke. Yeah. And I mean, so. that's see that scene though, when, uh, Kristen Johnson's character is like, look at us, Carrie, like we're both single here. And Carrie's like, actually I'm with someone I'm like, I wouldn't have wanted that to be my last interaction with that woman. Like, <laughs> I think she just could have been like, I mean, Car- technically Carrie's, I mean, she's not married. I didn't think it needed to like, I feel like I'm an honest person, but I think in that moment I would have just been like, yeah, you know, yeah, not married. Probably. Yeah, yeah, you're like, right. I said something. I, I didn't, you don't need to just be like, oh, it's just you. Yeah. Girl. Rude. 
but Rip. when she like i said when she falls out that window i had my mouth agape i was just like, what <laughs> they really did that wow she's dead <laughs> holy cow i thought that was shocking it, it really to me <laughs> it's, it's just horrifying terrifying like it's one that i always remember it's just awful <laughs> yeah that was crazy uh, and uh, they say that the end of an era the party is officially over uh carrie has quit her job and uh and she says to miranda the column is not who i am it's what i do and that that is probably one of the more healthy things that carrie is, is said in a while because it's true that your job shouldn't be should not identify you um that you should have more than just that i mean her there's so many other things that make carrie carrie her friends her even her apartment her uh you know her shoes even more than nestle her column uh but uh but it's certainly a big moment for her to be quitting her job uh what do you think about that megan well i think it's it's kind of like what you said earlier about being an artist it's you can't how do you separate the two yeah. and that's what i think is hard with this because she writes about herself at least that's what we're we're led to believe right is that the column is her writing about her relationships and life with her friends in new york so in that sense it does feel like oh well the column is you because you write about yourself but i agree that it is a healthy you know, way to look at life. You don't want to be just one thing. And you also don't want to be stuck in a job that you've moved on from. Like if she feels that, you know, this writing about her sex life and her friend's sex life is no longer something she wants to do. She has every right to move on from that. I mean, you know, so I, I agree that she can and should move on if she wants to, but it, it is hard to say like, it's not me because it feels like, well, you're writing about yourself. So isn't it kind of you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I don't. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and to think she moved on to being on that terrible podcast. But that's and just like that. Oh, no. <laughs> but, what were you going to say, Jax? Oh, no. Just that, you know, I, I guess she pitched to them. It sounds like she pitched to her editor. To the team at. And I could see if she was saying, you know what? Like, I realize this has run its course. I'm going to move to Paris and focus on like, that could have been like, she could have been working on a book that she would pitch. She's got lots of great contacts. Like her stories have already been turned into a book. That could have been something that she's getting even away from writing about sex and talking about her journey to find love or living alone in Paris or whatever it is. But I think there was just something about it doesn't feel like that's what's authentic here. It feels like you're just moving for a man because you're scared of being alone, mm -hmm. not even because you love that man. Right. Mm -hmm. She could have done a blog. Yeah. Were blogs around them? I think so. Yeah. yeah I think they was, were definitely starting uh, it. 2004. So yeah, it been... she could have done a blog. Yeah. Yeah, she could have. Because uh, that would have been right in, like, when I, ca I came back from my mission in 2005 and it's, and that's one of the first time I I really heard about like blogs and things. So this is right around then where people were kind of starting it and doing it and everything like that. Yeah. So 
Um, but yeah, that it that like I said, Lexi's just like stepping out of that, falling out of that window was just crazy to me. That was shocking. Um, and I don't know if it like how many points I I give it because of that because it was so surprising. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's an interesting episode. It does lead very well to the finale, which I love the finale that we'll talk about next. But um, uh, I will give this one an eight. I think. Uh, what do you What do you think, Jax? It's also an eight for me. Yeah. And Megan. Yeah, I'll agree. It's an eight. All right. Well, let us know what you think, what you would give both these episodes. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comments section, or you can find us at Sigirls Pod on Twitter. So please take a look there. I try to share whenever I hear anything Sex in the City or and just like that related. I put it on to that Twitter. So you want to check that out. And uh, Jax, how can people find you? At Jacqueline C tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. And Megan, what about you? I'm Megan D. 3200 on Twitter. Great. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast, the Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you're watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. Uh, Please take a look at that. And uh, thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you later.